0: that's how many seconds you have in a single day 24 hours time that seems to fly by in the blink of an eye never to be recaptured each day you're overcoming obstacles and conquering challenges sometimes you want to kick it up a notch and you could use a little extra help finally there's a solution. A way to power the untapped potential that already exists in your body and mind. Presenting ASEA's Cell Performance. Three innovative products powered by Redox that specifically target your energy, your mind, and your mood. Three products to help you take on your next big challenge and achieve more than ever before. Revving up your body to help you amplify every hour, minute, and second of your day. Redox Energy. Ignite sustained physical and mental energy by helping your cells reach redox balance. Redox Mind gives your brain a boost for sustained cognitive performance so you can think more clearly and focus more easily. Redox Mood helps you find peace of mind by supporting a feeling of calmness and uplifting your mood. Make your everyday moments count while you maximize every second Get sustained energy, enhance your brain power, and lead a life of vitality and significance, the life you deserve. ASEA Self Performance, powered by Redox. Feel the difference.
1: <laughs>
2: hello everyone and welcome to a new edition of cosmic insight i'm your co-creator hillis Pugh, along with
3: rebecca gregory here welcome welcome everyone for joining us for another edition of cosmic insight and today we have a fabulous guest that has decided to join us today to express uh, his journey and this beautiful insight he's bringing to the world to help others move into saying yes of the yes the yes them to create the abundance that everyone deserves in this world. So tell us a little about who our guest is, Hillis.
2: I am just as excited as you are, Rebecca. And this is just the amazing energy that this person brings to the passion of his work, the purpose of what he does. And our guest today is Derek Rydell. A part of a new generation of spiritual visionaries and thought leaders. He is the number one best-selling author of Emergence, Seven Steps for a Radical Life Change, which, re- re- ah, which reveals the revolutionary process of the law of emergence, showing people how to tap into their pattern of perfect of perfection in any area of their life and create the right conditions for it to unfold and the Abundance Project, 40 Days to More Wealth, Health, and Love and Happiness, where he lays out this time-tested system for activating the Abundance Principle, which sets you free from the belief that the outer conditions determine your life and shows you how to generate everything you need and so, Derek, it's such an honor to have you on the show with us today. So, welcome, my friend. And uh, soon to possibly great connection in all things, and all joys, and all happiness, and just creation, because that's what we're doing. We're creating life and breathing new life into all things in this moment.
1: Yes, indeed. Great to be here. It's an honor and a pleasure. Truly. Yes. 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 And so yeah, Derek, I about how I have all this great energy in the inter- in the introduction. So I was I was going to start the interview when you brought me on like <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, was, that, was that would have been awesome. <laughs> I didn't go yeah. for it, I had to commit to it.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, one of the things that you know as you are one of the new generation of thought leaders and one of the things that I know that are in the front of everybody's mind is what exactly is this state of emotions that you teach and talk about? Because I want people to truly get an uh, understanding of what it is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it, I, I guess this, it's more important to understand it now than ever as we live in a world mm-hmm. that is, you know, so tumultuous and there are so many things that are crumbling and changing and changing faster than we can keep up changing faster than our actual evolutionary biology is adapted yes. for mean, there's so many things going on but for me where it started was you know many years ago like so many people i was on a journey of self-help or self-improvement mm-hmm. and and i and i was doing all the right things and found myself increasingly desperate, increasingly struggling to make things happen and to attract things and all of that. And I ended up getting so frustrated by the process of self-improvement that I became addicted to drugs and alcohol. Mm
0: -hmm. And then I
1: almost died of an overdose. And then, you know, I remember lying in the hospital with the IV snaking out of my arm when I regained consciousness and the doctor saying, you know, you're lucky to be alive. And I thought, how in the world did all of my self-improvement get me there? Yeah. And I kind of re, 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 regained my you know confidence and dug in again and just thought, I just need to work harder or work smarter or attract more powerfully or something. And I ended up, you know, getting some momentum for a while. But then very quickly I was back in the same kind of state of anxiety and stress. And I was actually doing a movie as an actor. And you would think that would be a wonderful celebration. Excuse me. But I remember being so full of anxiety and stress and just wanting to get away from it all. I I literally prayed to get away from everything in the world. And I went diving in a coral reef. You may know this if you read Emergence. Mm -hmm. And and I got lost and stuck in this coral reef. And I was stuck in this area where it was like an underwater booby trap tomb out of an Indiana Jones movie. There was giant spiked coral all beneath me, just razor sharp rows of spiked coral, fire coral all along the wall. So I couldn't touch any wall. And if I breathed too deeply, I would have been skewered by this coral. And so I couldn't swim down to try to get out. I didn't know where the exit was. And... It was getting dark, and nobody knew where I was, and I was literally stuck there, Mm -hmm. and I had to begin to breathe in really short breaths and just use my fingers just to keep the right water level so I didn't fall on top of these spiked coral and get skewered, and there was a moment in that experience where I knew I wasn't going to make it. It's hard to understand. It's like it wasn't like I got past... You know, please, if there's any way I can get out of this, God, I promise I'll go to church on Sunday. And the universe was not making a deal that day. And, and at a certain point, I realized I'm, I'm done. I got nothing left in me. There's nothing more to do. Sand sharks are swimming beneath me. It's getting dark. Nobody knows I'm here. I'm exhausted. I can't, I can't go on. And all that was left was real surrender. And in this act of totally letting go, there was a flash of light. And I saw in a flash, the Derek I'd been trying to fix, change, heal, improve, was a figment of my imagination. He was an amalgamation of parental fantasies and peer pressure and societal conditionings and what you should and shouldn't do and all of this this ball of of wax. And nothing I could ever do would ever make him enough Mm. because he was a figment. But right behind him or around him, there was another self. And this self was already whole, so it actually didn't need any improvement. It couldn't be improved. And it wasn't broken, so it certainly didn't need to be fixed. It was an an already whole state of being. Now, all this was in a flash, and I didn't make sense of it in the moment, but in the next moment, I was standing outside this place I had been trapped on this one little piece of coral was the only piece of coral protruding out that and I couldn't see it from where I was so I don't even know how I got there but I was looking into this maze of coral and I realized it was a metaphor for my life that I've been swimming through this maze following all these brightly colored things and and really was trying to get lost from the world and I was gasping for air and I was nearly drowning that was literally the life I'd been living in this endless pursuit to fix, change, heal, improve, control, manipulate, be something, achieve some, That was really a metaphor. And it's something broke in me. Humpty Dumpty fell off the the, the wall. <laughs> and and I turned and I was able to swim out of the coral reef from that ledge and 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 get out. And everything was shimmering. Everything had this luminosity to it. And I didn't realize. That the guy that swam in was not the guy that swam out, but I knew something had changed, and I ended up pulling out of the world of entertainment, pulling out of the world at all completely, and started to try to become a monk. That did not go well. We <laughs> um, <laughs> tried to fast and you know and be silent, and like a week into this monk experience, where I was telling the monk, you know, I want to be a monk now. I've had an experience, and he's like, "We'll see." And a week into it, I'm going crazy and I'm starving and I break into the monk's kitchen to steal food out of his refrigerator and like some little feral creature out of the forest <laughs> and, and then just run back to my little cell and you know eating like lettuce and cheese and probably bird food. And I got violently sick and had an out-of-body experience, first survivor I'd ever had, and was just terrorized and I pretty much ran screaming out of the monastery. But I, but I ended up cloistering myself in my apartment and going on this journey. And what I saw <clears throat> was that just like in an acorn, the oak already exists. Mm-hmm. And just like in an apple seed, the apple tree already exists and also orchards of apple trees and also apple pie. <laughs> it's all there in the seed. There's a blueprint. Now the actual oak tree isn't in the seed. The pattern of it is. And the oak tree, the being of the oak tree is in the field of the seed. So there's not just a physical, there's the physical representation, but like the tip of an iceberg, there's a quantum field that it's being held in. And in that field, the whole life and intelligence of the oak exists. It's invisible, just like right now our favorite music is playing, but we can't hear it because we're not currently tuned into the frequency where the music is playing. But if we took our radio or whatever and tuned into that frequency, that that song would become manifest or that station would become manifest. We'd have a manifestation. And um, so I'm here all weekend, folks. Uh, and so, so that's the truth about everything. The music, the reality, the beingness, the life, of that tree is right there in the field of the seed. And I saw saw all of this and I saw that just as nature then conspires to create the condition that is a match for that seed pattern and therefore causes the emergence of the Oak. Likewise, if we will allow it and we will come into alignment with it, life or nature is here to conspire, to create the conditions that are congruent with the seed of our own being, right? And so that's the truth. And now the big distinction is we've been conditioned that we came here as empty se- shells mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we gotta fill ourselves up. Maybe we have some karma, but other than that, we gotta, we gotta fill ourselves, right? Or, or Or we have to go make something happen. It's not already happening, right? And, and if you look at the rest of nature or look at a good gardener or farmer, if they ever thought they had to make a seed happen, you would have no harvest, right? Mm-hmm. They know they have to make it welcome. They have to create the welcoming conditions for everything. And as they create the welcoming conditions, that that was inherent emerges. And so that was the big, and we can obviously unpack that more, but that was the big revelation for me. And then I went back and I reread many of the great mystical texts, you know, the, the, um, you know, the Bible, Jesus teachings, which I used to just throw across the room and use as a doorstop. <laughs> and suddenly I was like, dude, I totally get what you're saying now. All- <laughs> and, um, and Buddha and, you know, Bhagavad Gita and Latsu and all these different things. And I was like, yep, 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 yep. It's all saying essentially the same thing. I get it. It's all within us. It's not outside of us. The world has nothing to give us but a mirror or a canvas or a stage for our play. Yeah, All within us. And we have to learn how to come into integrity with the seed of being planted in the soil of our soul. And when we do, it emerges. It blossoms. Yes,
2: Yes. Mm. thank you. Thank you so much for that, Derek. And I just want to take this time and and honor the mirror that you're being for me right now, Mm -hmm. because uh, last night I was sitting in meditation, you know, prior to me going to sleep. And this word came up and it's very odd that it came up because this word that I'm about to express usually doesn't come up in my vernacular too often. So I was like, there's a reason why this is coming up. And as I was sitting in this, looking, looking, feeling, and the word broke and came up. And I'm like, oh, broke. yes, broken. I'm like, what do you mean broken? I'm not broken. Nothing needs to be fixed. I say, like, no, but there's something that's not in alignment, something's not not, you know, coming together. And so as I'm sitting in this, I'm like, just, I don't want to say doze enough, but you know, going deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm like, okay, there's this, this, something is off. And you being on here today is no accident. We know this, there's, there's no coincidence in, in the story that you told of your own personal emergence. Yes. And as we are all on this planet, as you uh so eloquently put earlier, that we are all going through our own personal emergence. So right now, I guess since we're in this this space of people having their own emergence, emergence, is there just one thing that you would suggest someone to do to guide them to their own emergence?
1: Well, the simplest thing is to get the book emergence <laughs> <laughs> yes because i definitely outline it all in there and i'm not just trying to plug it it's just that it's mm-hmm. very very specific and it's helped hundreds of thousands of people to do it but i would say first of all i want to respond to what you just said because one of the stages in the emergence or emergineering process which is about engineering your emergence is embrace what appears broken
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: so I'm really glad you brought that up. And and it's important on a couple levels, because on one hand, the spiritual truth is that we are whole and complete and unique, infinite, individualized expressions of life and love, truth and beauty, call it God, call it spirit, call it higher power, call it Uncle Joe, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you recognize that the truth about us is absolute perfection. and. And, but because it's nature is infinite, it's not in time and space. And then it unfolds in time, on the canvas of time and space mm-hmm. that, and we don't, it doesn't unfold what appears to be perfectly. And just like you can take a picture, what I call it, it's, what I call it is there's, there's perfection and then there's our perception of the perfection and it's a relative perception and then it creates a relative projection, and then we put protection around it. Kind of like taking a picture of the Grand Canyon or anything, and you take a picture, you don't get the whole Grand Canyon. You don't even get even a mill a, a grain of sand compared to what's there if you zoom in and zoom over here. I mean, there's so much. And it may not even be a perfectly clear picture. And then, you end up putting a frame around it and you hang it on the wall and you say, that's the Grand Canyon. It's not the Grand Canyon. It's a very relative, very, very narrow perception of something that's real. And so as that's unfolding and we're unfolding, it's, there's going to be a lot of misperceptions that become misapprehensions and habits and, and forms, thought forms, emotional forms, physical forms. And so it's important as people that are truly on the path to awakening and growing and evolving, we're not being airy fairy. We don't just look at, you know, me, you know, eating yet another pint of Haagen-Dazs when I just finished the other one and say, but that's all part of the perfection. Or we don't just, you know, look at the fact that I say, I want to write this book, but I keep not writing it and go, oh, that's all part of the perfection. And, And so we go, there's something out of alignment and we don't judge it as a po- in a sense of right or wrong, good or bad, but we absolutely have to have that discernment to recognize where, as you said, something's out of alignment and learn how to embrace those parts of us that appear broken. And one of the things that I get into in the emergence process is a thing called shadow work, mm-hmm. which is understanding that there isn't any extra or missing pieces but there are a lot of these limited perceptions of things. So like with the way we grew up, we might have a map that says, I'm, it's not okay to be selfish. It's not okay to want what I want or to go for what I need. And so it gets labeled selfish. It has a charge of guilt or shame. Or I'm, when, I'm, when I was in my innocence, I was so big and crazy and it was authentic, but it got labeled as too much. Mm-hmm. or maybe I was trying really hard to do the thing right, and dad kept saying I was getting it wrong, and so I got labeled as not enough or mm-hmm. inadequate. And, and the, all I was doing in all of those situations was really expressing an authentic quality of me. The lie, the wildness, the craziness, the student, the, you know, whatever the case may be, the, the selfish, which is really honoring myself, And because of those labels, we cut ourselves off from those places, we repress those parts of ourselves, and then we create compensatory. We try to become the nice guy, the good girl, the take care of everybody else's needs so I don't have to look at my own, you know, don't be too much, fit in, conform, or try to be more because you're not enough. And so it's important that we recognize in the perfection of it all, we don't just think it's all about focusing on the light, and everything that's good and right, but that we learn how to meet and embrace all of the seeming broken, shadowy, dark, the things we don't like, the things we are triggered in others. Because if you embrace them, you discover they're not an enemy, they're an ally. Mm -hmm. And you discover that they carry gifts and wisdom and genius, the sadness, the guilt, the pain, the shame, it's all God it's all divine but not in an airy fairy way mm-hmm. in a, like an airy gritty way like you meet it and you hold it and you hear it and it reveals its gifts and the devil is transformed back into an angel within you and and that's and we're in a process right now where we're looking at the world and there's so much polarization mm-hmm. so much us and them there's so much this is the right way that's the wrong way and 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 then we're just adding fuel to that, you know. A lot of really progressive spiritual-minded people are doubling down on the polarizations, you know, and you got to be more spiritual, or you gotta not and so our opportunity is to recognize we're not really in the world, the whole world is in us, and we have to meet all those places within us that feel broken, that feel angry, sad, enraged, sick, ugly, stupid, unworthy. And also wherever we see it in the world and say, that's bad, that's wrong. If we can love those enemies fully and completely within us, we will not only unlock capacities beyond our wildest dreams of abundance, of creativity, of wisdom, but life will then put you in ever greater positions because you are the light of the world now and you will meet all of those things. You'll be like a cosmic bug zapper. As those <laughs> things hit you, they'll be like, pss, 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 because you're just seeing more and more through the eyes of love and through the eyes of wisdom. I know that wasn't exactly the question you asked, but
2: no, no but it was perfect. It's what was, it's what was needed. So thank Especially you. Especially
1: now, there's no way to end suffering in our lives and in the world by trying to be right or making somebody wrong. We have to end it by meeting it with love and forgiveness and understanding and gain the wisdom. I know you want to say something, Rebecca.
3: Oh, I was just sitting here. I was just kind of laughing at myself. First of all, you know, talking about going, I loved your story. Just, it was just so profound that, you know, what had happened to you and your experience of your emergence and where you are just, yeah, just really touched me. And, but in saying that I was kind of laughing when you said the Bible, and then I started reading your books and I was like, oh, this is kind of like my Bible because I've just been in this place as I said before, I was telling you for the show, you know, of like moving forward um and stepping into that new part of me and needing to ask you for the information to come to me. And like your book just had all the information. I mean, like going, oh my gosh. And then I was laughing again while you're talking, because when I was reading some of the questions I had, you just answered. So I was like, no. oh, we thought ahead. <laughs> that, that's why I kind of like talking about full circle and everything moves together, you know, and the roots yeah. and everything. So I just yeah. found that interesting, but I really wanted to, and you know, what you're talking about now, what you're bringing to the world right now, and you have emerged, it's just so, so profound right now. Is so required uh in the world right now of getting away. You know, what I was hearing is, it's kind of like looking at life, at the lies we tell ourselves and stepping into the truth of who we truly are. And, and that switch in that, but I really, I felt the last thing you said was around love and forgiveness. And I, and I was reading in your book, the levels of forgiveness. And I'd really like you to Open up to that right now, just because that's so important to understand the levels of forgiveness from different points of view. So, we can that's a huge thing right now. I feel in the world is opening that space of forgiveness so we can step into that place of love.
1: Absolutely. And also, forgiveness behind every un- story of unforgiveness, there's debt, or yes. I should say, behind every experience of debt, there's a story of unforgiveness mm-hmm. because when you are not forgiving, you are forgetting, for taking, for withholding, but you're not for you're not forgiving and giving in the energy of the law of circulation is the key to abundance. And maybe we'll go into that more. Um but forgiveness is first and foremost for you, right? As you know the old saying, not not forgiving somebody is like, you know, or holding a grudge is like drinking poison and thinking it's going to hurt them. And so Because whenever you're not forgiving somebody or including yourself, what you're really doing is you're withholding something, right? You're not, you don't want the best for them. You want the worst for them. You want, they owe you something. And if you have a bunch of IOUs and you owe me, that's called debt again. Mm -hmm. And so you're withholding. And the emergence principle understands that whatever's missing is what we're not giving. And I don't just mean giving to the world, right? There's seven gifts in the Abundance Project, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there's giving out, giving away, giving up, giving in, giving thanks, giving to yourself, forgiving. So there's a lot of ways that we open the channels of our circulation, but circulation is the master key. Wherever there's circulation, that means there's a circuit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That means there's a polarity that is connected. So positive and negative are not separate. They're one, that creates a circuit masculine and feminine as one that makes a circuit Mm -hmm. selfish and selfless that creates a circuit if they're integrated you breathe in i'm sorry you breathe in that really that's how you breathe in you go that way you breathe in (laughs) you breathe out you receive that's a circuit if you break that circuit and you're only going to breathe in nope you're not getting any more of my carbon dioxide then you die right and so um and the heart pumps and it's circulating so everything circulates if there's a circuit and if it's circulating, there's more life, there's more abundance of whatever the quality is. So those seven channels allow you to circulate fully life. And and they also begin to show you where you have broken circuits. And one of the common broken circuits, two of the biggest ones are giving to ourselves. A lot of heart-centered, spiritually-minded people struggle with that one, mm-hmm. right? To really, truly nourish and nurture and love and value and respect themselves and the second one is forgiveness and there's a lot of reasons why but for the, the the truncated version the highest level of forgiveness is the is ultimately the realization that nothing has been hurt nothing has been harmed nothing has been broken nothing has been lost it's an understanding like I was an actor and I would do a play and I would be, you know, I was a method actor, so I played that play full out. So mm-hmm. that person betrayed me. In my experience, I was betrayed and I was, you know, screaming or crying or whatever the experience was. And it was as real as real can be, except there was a little part of me that knew it was a play. And, but in the, in the scene, it was full out carnage. And then afterwards, you know, we would go laugh about it and have a drink, you know, whatever, and talk about what an amazing scene that was. But I what, but I knew it was just a play, right? Mm-hmm. As Shakespeare says, all the world's a stage and men and women are but players upon it. Mm-hmm. That's a process, so we don't start there. But that's ultimately where we get to. You know, when Jesus said, forgive them, for they know not what they do, what he knew was that, everybody is innocent but there are these collective patterns these beliefs based on separation limitation the belief that there's multiple powers that there's all these separate things we've developed a race consciousness or collective consciousness Mm -hmm. of beliefs of lack and limitation and separation like it's a bunch of code it's like the Mm -hmm. system software of humanity and and everybody's, their minds are like com- little computers or little portals of whatever, you know, nodes within the information highway. And we adapt or adopt these patterns unconsciously, right? Yeah. And we, we are born into a family of them. We're born into a culture of them. We're born into a gender of them. We're, if, if we're a certain gender or color or culture or religion, by definition, we will be getting a certain piece of that operating code and and it's it's bad code or it's it's out it's or it's old code mm-hmm. like you know whatever snow leopard whatever whatever the, the different ones are of mac i can't keep up with them yeah. but <laughs> it's like you know when you try to run applications and they don't work and you know but when your computer's spinning wheel of death and all this the code is <laughs> messing up if you're if you're somewhat sane You don't go, bad computer, I hate you, and throw it out the window. You recognize there's a problem with the software. And so that's what Jesus meant when he said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They're being run and have been hooked. I'll tell you a story. I I tell this this analogy. A group of fish are swimming along, and this one guy is a real jerk. And there's nothing they can do. He's cutting in front of everybody. He's elbowing people. He's, He's just a bad fish. And they they try to reason with him, they pray for him, they lay hands upon him, they do everything, you know. And he nothing works. He's still a complete jerk. And they finally just give up on him. The whole school swims away, only to reveal he's been caught on a hook. And so he was flailing. He was out of his mind. He was hooked. And so we're all hooked. Mm-hmm. And 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 the. If you can understand that, if you can just get the reality, if you can just feel the truth of that, you're already halfway there. But then it's like a commitment, like more than I wanna fix or change, heal, or manipulate or condemn or blame anybody, including myself, I want to know the truth that makes me free. And I wanna know the truth about them. I wanna see with the eyes of love. I wanna see through the eyes of truth. That, that commitment doesn't mean you'll see it right away, but that interest, that intention, as you're thinking about that person, and as you're meeting the parts of you that are upset, that are angry, that feel rejected, abandoned, lied, cheated, whatever the issue is, all of that's legitimate. You get to feel all of that. But then you, so don't deny it. Don't be Pollyanna and just be like, love, love, love. Like, <laughs> you have to be with the feelings but your desire is to know the truth that makes you free. I want to be free. I want to be in love and I want to be love. And I want my life and my light and my love to shine unconditionally. Why? Because whatever's missing is what I'm not giving. And so if I want more love and life and light and truth in my life, I have to let more love and light and life and truth shine from me. Right? Imagine if the sun shut down a beam every time somebody cursed the sun. The sun would go.
2: (laughs) And so the sun
1: doesn't go, well, you don't like me? Fine. Watch this. Bloop. You know, oh, you're going to close your shades on me? Watch this. Bloop. And pretty soon the sun goes dark. That hurts the sun, not to mention everybody else. So God shines his light on the saint and the sinner. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. And be ye perfect. That's our, 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 our command is to be like God or to be like life or to be like love, which is, and it's not, again, start from a selfish place. It's not about the other person. It's because whatever you hold back gets held back from you. So like commit, I'm going to be the most loving, forgiving, generous, inspired, creative, I'm going to give it to myself. I'm going to fill myself up. I'm going to bless everybody. There is nothing you can do to stop me from loving you. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm going to have lunch with you, it doesn't mean <laughs> <it's> <laughs> right? And right. if we have to put somebody in jail because they're a danger to themselves or others, then we do. But even if we close the door of the cell, we do not have to close the door of our heart. Yeah. And if you want more, more prisoners and bigger jails, just keep closing your heart and watch what happens. Yeah. If you you want to heal people and you want to be free and you want to be in joy and you want to be a beneficial presence to your family, to your community, to your work and to the world, then pray to be an instrument of unconditional love and forgiveness. And that prayer I just said and watch what happens. And and, and what's not forgiveness, Because just to give a little tip of the other side of the scale is. Well, you did me wrong and you did bad and you're a jerk, but I forgive you. You know, like you know, yeah, in a spiteful I, I, way. Yeah, it's spiteful or it's righteous or it's pious, or you know, you're an evil sinner, but you know, God will take care of you, so I forgive you. You know, these kinds of have nothing to do with forgiveness. Although I will say if that's where you have to start, start there. Get get the get it going. But but ultimately, you want to move towards forgive yeah. them for they know not what they do. And guess what? Forgive you as well, for you know not if you're acting out or not doing what you want. Be kind and compassionate first with yourself, because you are doing your best.
2: Yeah, and so you know, um, Derek, when you was expressing this story one of the things that I received visually was the energy of the Taurus, you know, coming out from the heart, expanded mm-hmm. out in, into the auric field, expanded out. And and just so everyone has a visual when, especially when you spoke of the energy of circulation. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what the Taurus is by watching our show, go look it up. <laughs> As we talk about the stuff all the time, but, uh what comes to me is that as, as this energy is being emitted and emerging from the body, if you will, and going out to the auric field, and there are these gaps in the field where it's not as strong or the gaps are not as um, unified. And so in order to create this alignment or unification, it sounds like the people have to step into the next space of accepting and appreciating themselves where they are and not try to be something else or create the illusion of something else that they're that they're not. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, you have to start by by with what is. You have to start with where you really are. Right? Like if you're in like a mall and you are trying to find the Apple store The only way you, and you got one of those signs and it says, you are here. The only way to get to where you want to go is to know where you are. So you have to start by appreciating where you are, by honoring where you are, see the thing as it really is, not as you think it should be or hope it will be. But ultimately, then you have to see through it to the deeper potential, right? To To the deeper possibility. But if you try to skip over where you are, and we do it for a variety of reasons. It's like, because sometimes it's just too painful to feel where we really are. And, and we've been, and that's part of that's an evolutionary problem because the, our, our, our emotional, is it the limbic system or whatever, it evolved you know relatively recently. And our brain doesn't actually know the difference between emotional pain and physical pain. And so it's very um, averse to that physical to that emotional pain it feels like it's danger right and so we will do all manner of things to avoid feeling basically and I'll, and i'll even break it down even more basic there's only two things all 7 plus billion people are are doing no matter what it looks like we are either going for a better feeling or trying to avoid a bad feeling or a painful feeling yeah. and that's it all all that you see is an attempt to have a greater feeling or to avoid a lesser feeling. Ah, oh,
2: is this
3: um,
1: well, it's Cosmo? Cosmo. Well, that's, that's uh oh, Finn. Oh that's Finn. Oh yeah, I see the We boom. had a husky
3: concert going on here. So I have oh, so to mute. So
1: beautiful, so beautiful. Um so uh so we have to get it. So if we if we want to master one of the master map master principles or practices, it's learning how to be with all of our feelings and hold them and then listen to their message. And, um, hello, there's my wife back
3: there. <laughs> I love this.
1: We just have families coming in, bring them all in. It's all. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> how <are you> <laughs> so, um, the uh, they? So the ability to be with your feelings is, is what allows you to transmute that feeling. Mm-hmm. And it actually, if you can witness and hold whatever your thoughts, your feelings are, naturally they'll start to break down and transmute. And you'll discover, you know, the deeper feelings and deeper and get all the way down to the roots. And and then that's another way also of dissolving karma is yeah. by being able to mindfully observe and witness whatever's coming up without reaction. It's why You know, Jesus said, judge not by appearances, resist not evil. And Buddha talked about um, craving and aversion and being able to mindfully observe those things. So the more we can learn just to be with where we are and what we're feeling without trying to do anything about it initially, the more we regain dominion over the one and only thing we have control over, and that is our attention. Mm -hmm. that's the only thing we have control over is where we place our attention everything else happens as a byproduct of attention where attention goes energy flows Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: and so our ability to have dominion again over our attention is the mat one of the master tools and then just observing beholding god unfolding beholding life unfolding right and um and and then we notice that underneath the painful feelings as they transmute begins to bubble up little moments of bliss little mom, little insights flashes of awareness of truth it's always broadcasting the truth the truth the love the light it's right where we are just like we talked about with the music it's broadcasting 24/7 the you know K G O D K R I C H you know it's broadcasting and there's a lot of static on the line, right? Because we're tuned into a lot of other stations, K-L-A-C-K, you know, Killjoy instead of Kjoy, joy k instead of K-Rich. Mm-hmm. And so we, we learn to tune in by what we're focused on, by what we're interested in. And then we learn to hold our space in this expanded place by having, reclaiming dominion over our attention and then this sort of alchemy starts to happen within us naturally through intention and attention and through the ability to hold dominion. Those are like three master skills. And it doesn't mean that we're going to do it perfectly. And it doesn't mean that we just let stuff happen and go crazy. We still have to exercise our stewardship. We'll have to do things that... um, Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do and do the best you can. And then as soon as you can become still again. And it's a process of loving and accepting what is, but seeing, asking the question, you know, what's the truth? Who am I really, what am I really made of? What am I really made for? You know, open my eyes to kind of the prayer I said earlier, while we're doing our best bumbling and stumbling through that will allow us to have greater and greater awareness and I'll say one final thing about that it really does come down to what are you truly interested in yeah we say we want like for example we say we want more abundance or more wealth let's just say and that's okay that's that's a, that's fine that's a structure in our life that we should stabilize so it doesn't take us out of the game but if you look at the person that says that that's not creating that and you look at their bank account, their credit card, their calendar, and their conversations. What you'll see is that that's not actually what they value. You'll, you'll have a great revelation. If you do this for yourself, you'll see, oh my God, I'm spending all this time over here. I'm, I'm spending money, all this money over there. I'm having all these conversations about this. and like, And there's like this tiny little bit that's like, I come out from uh, all that and think, I wanna develop abundance, you know? And then I go back under and I'm focused on lack and I'm focused on worrying and I'm focused on gossip and I'm been binging Netflix and I'm not writing that book I say I wanna write and have all these, ex- and you start to see, oh, that's not really yeah. what I value. Yeah. What I really value is safety or convenience or feeling like I'm part of the know, wh- whatever it is, but it's a really important exercise to do. And if we say we value freedom like spiritually, we want to truly wake up and be empowered again, look at your credit card calendar, uh, conversations and you know bank account and and just look and see. because you want to know your what you really value, what your real religion is, look at your daily routines and actions. And there's no judgment there, but it can be very eye-opening because you suddenly, and you'll go, but you don't understand, Derek, I have all these reasons why I have to do all these things and and not all the, I, I'm not, you, you can have all the reasons you want. I'm just saying, if this is what you're doing all the time, this is what you value. And, and if you look underneath it, you're valuing, like I said, mostly it's safety, security, comfort, convenience not letting go, not losing, not failing. It's a lot of the knots that you're tied up in. And and it takes courage to get a new target and then to begin to organize your life around that. It's gonna gonna take something to build those new habits, which I do talk about in emergence as well. I know that was a lot more again than you asked. (laughs) That was awesome.
3: I have I um. What is your favorite? Uh, I know you have a this beautiful exercises. What is your favorite exercise that you like to do? That your kind of go to exercise that you? I know that you had a whole. You, there's so many of them you had in your books, but I was just wondering if you had one that was your favorite go to.
1: I mean, they've evolved for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know my <clears throat> my favorite exercise used to be what just a a journaling and understanding, like I had such a drive to really truly know what I'm made for, what I'm made of and made for, like, what's my real purpose? What's my real reason? And I would spend hours a day in the bookstore, just reading and journaling and, you know, trying to find, like, like looking for that target that suddenly went like, like, like it really, that was one of my favorite activities to do. And, um, you know, and then it brought me into alignment with my thing. So I don't do it as much, although I'm in a whole new level of it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say another of my favorites is um, what I, it's, a, it's an activity actually, or it's a, tra- a tool I have in my free trainings called the VVR, the visualization, vibration, radiation, meditation. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and what it is, is you start with visualization of whatever it is you think you want to create in your life. And that's just the starting point. You know, A lot of people use visualization and try to use it as a tool to make that thing happen. And I don't use it as that. I use it as a way to start to activate the frequency, the the feeling tone, the vibration, because our idea of what we want and what we're going for may or may not be accurate, right? It's based on peer pressure and parental fantasies and unconscious agendas and all of that. So, but it's it's what we know, so we've got to start there. But the frequency that it generates for us, when we let's say I want to have millions of dollars in a mansion on a hill, and okay, great, and you visualize it and it makes you feel inspired, it makes you feel empowered, it makes you feel expanded. Well, those qualities or vibration, mm-hmm. those are true. Mm. That is real. Mm. Take that to the bank, that is the substance of your life. That is actual substance. So you use your best guess, the visualization, to get to activate a feeling of expandedness, aliveness, excitement, inspiration. And then from there, you breathe into that. And as you exhale, you let it expand and fill every part of your body, every cell of your body. And you fill it until you're just filled with it. And then the next piece is now you give it all away. You radiate it to the world. You bless the whole planet. You imagine the planet in front of you and you just shine and circulate and want this or better for everybody and every creature and all of creation. May all beings be blessed completely. May all beings be forgiven, be loved, be abundant, be successful, be healthy. And you just... Now you just radiate that. And what happens is it gets even bigger for you. Mm -hmm. And that's the law of circulation. You cannot give what you don't have. So you first have to have it. You got to fill yourself up, but then you cannot keep what you don't give. So now Mm -hmm. you give it away. And as you give it away, you get to be a channel of grace and a channel of good. And it expands you and you realize the greatest joy is the giving of it away. Yeah. And then the final piece is you get to receive it circulating all back, press down and overflowing. And then you can put your hands and just give it all to yourself again. And then that's a complete session for that practice. And that's a very, very powerful practice to get into the flow and get into alignment and create the energetic congruence we talked about before that is a match for the seed of your own soul. Yeah. And it also gets you into the habit of realizing viscerally that being a giver, being a servant, being a generator, there is no higher job and no greater experience, but not at the expense of filling yourself up. Because again, you can't give what you don't have. If yeah. you can't give, give from what you don't have, you, you know, it's like what I say, give from your fruits, not from your roots. Mm. Right? We tend to give from our roots, yes. right? So here have a root, here have a root, here have a root and we wonder why we're not thriving. Yeah. But exactly. when you give from your fruits, from the overflow, you actually produce another harvest and another harvest and another harvest. And so that's that's a very very powerful practice and people can grab that or maybe you can include it in the show notes or whatever. Yeah. But, oh, nice. I,
3: I love that. To me, it, it steps into what I like to call the language, learning the language of vibration and how yes, it works.
1: Absolutely.
3: Not cold, you know, Going back to the visualization part of it, do you feel that people get caught up um, when they use visualization as a way to open up, to bring whatever they want to manifest in the world as a way of setting limited expectations on what they're going to create?
1: Absolutely. That's why, yeah, you can, because again, I mean i remember i knew this guy that used all this creative visualization law Mm -hmm. of attraction all that to get a mercedes and then he spent the next three months trying to pray himself out of the mess he attracted himself into because you know that mercedes was expensive to keep up and it was in the shop all the time and you know you can never imagine and pray enough of enough of the parameters to know what you're getting into and so you know there's always that thing i think even shakti gawain might have started this way yeah. back created yeah. visualization yeah. this or maybe it was louise hey this or something better for the highest good of all
2: yeah um, but you
1: can always add that if you're going to use visualization just know be humble enough to know you really don't know and as you grow in your, really truly grow spiritually like really get on a path where you're not any longer trying to use god to get more stuff in the world but you're using everything in the world to awaken more to God or to truth, mm-hmm. it's a big flip. Mm-hmm. Where yes. You're really not using any of this stuff to get anything anymore. You're using it to for the, the self-emergence, for the, the full blossoming of the soul, for the liberation from, from all of the limited and false beliefs of our human consciousness. As you're doing that, what unfolds in your life is often initially and during periods exactly the opposite of what you want. I mean, crisis, tragedy, breakdowns, you know, crucifixions and re- before the resurrection kind of thing. And, and it's not, your ego is like, I don't want that. But a bad day for the ego is often a really good day for the soul.
2: Yeah. And
1: so if you're doing the work, right? In the valleys of your life, there is a mountaintop if you are willing to want to know the truth and be liberated and be a light and be in love more than you want to hold on to all the things you think you need, right? So um, so yeah, so but but to start off, just have the visualization and and say you know this or something better for the highest good of all, just so you don't lock yourself in and just know that even though you think you want the millions of dollars or the fancy cars or Instagram fame, whatever it might be, and maybe you'll have that. Just remain humble enough to know I of myself and with my limited knowledge and experience can never truly know exactly what's the best outcome. But the feeling tone, Mm -hmm. that's what I mean, like the joy, the power, the Mm -hmm. confidence, the self-assurance, the inspiration, the expansion, that is real and that you can just, just, hold on to and just expand and spread your wings in and splash around in and radiate and fall in love with the invisible qualities of life and and they will clothe themselves in the appropriate form right if you you stay in gratitude long enough it will manifest more and more things for you to be grateful for Mm -hmm. right Indeed, indeed beautiful that's the key yeah. yeah otherwise you're praying you're praying for limitation otherwise yes.
3: exactly
2: exactly jared thank you so much for this presentation this lesson the the abundance of, of wisdom that you shared with us today and i know that you have an event coming up soon so do you want to share about that with everyone who's watching
1: an event. I do have an event. I don't know if this will be airing before an event I'm doing, but I have also the legendary purpose thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's a free thing.
1: Yeah. And that's a, it's a training, you know, one of the things we didn't quite get into, but for those of you, especially who really want to discover what you're made for, what you're made of, why you're here. And you want to know that you're living your purpose or your destiny or your true life's work, whatever that is, even if you're a parent or you're a teacher, it doesn't, it's not about being on the cover of a magazine. It's just being true. If you're an acorn and you're trying to be an apple tree, you're going to have problems, right? If you're meant to be a bird, a a butterfly, but you're just so busy building the best caterpillar life possible, you're going to have problems. And so, and most of us have been conditioned and hypnotized, by parental fantasies and peer pressure and societal conditioning to try to be something we're not really, or to try to, you know, we'll try to eke out a little bit of what's true and authentic, but then we'll mostly do what makes us feel safe, secure, loved, not rejected, not risk fail, et cetera. And the problem with that is just like nature, if an acorn is determined to be an apple tree, it will get no help from nature. Yeah. and it will eventually become squirrel food. And so, so you're, if you want to be on your own and suffer and struggle as the prodigal son and daughter, then keep doing what you're doing. But if you want to actually have the support of life and you want to thrive and you want to bring forth the fruit and the purpose and the potential of your nature, this training will get you on that path. And it's basically understanding that everything you've been through that the, the workshop you've been living is the workshop you're meant to be giving. Whether mm-hmm. it's literally a workshop or it's a business or a book or just the way you, you raise your family, the lessons, the core theme, the what I call the life code, it's encoded in your life story. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that it also allows you to turn the pain and the problems and the challenges you've been through into potential and new power and wisdom and creative genius. So you really can turn your life story into a legendary purpose. And this is not theoretical. I've been doing this with thousands and thousands of people and I'm giving away this free training to get you started on that path, how to turn your life story into a legendary purpose so that you can really bring forth what you came here for, you can heal your life story so that you no longer feel a victim of it, but you begin to see how all of life has been conspiring for your highest good. And it really does transform you from the inside out. And then also it shows you how to begin applying that in your everyday life. Oh thank you. So I want to turn
3: left for a second or right or whichever way you want to. I have this question and I don't know why, but it keeps on popping up. So I'm just gonna ask you what is your point of view on the word spirituality or spiritual?
1: Well, I mean, that all depends on how you define it. And that's one of the problems with communication As you say a word and I agree or disagree, but neither of us really know what our definitions are. And mm-hmm. so we're, we're almost never in the same conversation. But um, for me, spirit or spirituality or the spirit, um, spiritual is, represents that which is unchanging that which is real, that which is true. So the spiritual universe is a universe, a reality that is not in time and space, that is not evolving. It's an isness, right? You could say in a way, um, you know, mathematics is also spiritual because nobody invented math. Nobody created math. Two plus two equals four. And it equaled four even before you knew anything about math. And it didn't start off two plus two equals one, and then it equaled two, and then it evolved to three, and now it's four, and someday it'll equal five. It's an eternal isness. Same with the scale of music Mm -hmm. and and many of the principles of reality. they, They don't really have a beginning, middle, or end. And the same is true with the quality of love. Love didn't evolve. It wasn't like there was something less than love, and then a little bit more and then it became love and eventually it's going to become super love no it's an infinite isness and so this infinite reality of harmony or order or being or whatever again it, it defies language because language is by definition a concept and not the thing itself mm-hmm. that's spiritual and so being spiritual isn't i sit under an inverted pyramid I burn the right incense, I say the right chant, those are all tools and trappings to get you in touch with the spiritual. But if you're not using them to get in touch with that which is unchanging, that which the world cannot give you or take away, that which is incorruptible and indestructible, then you're not being spiritual, you're just caught up in all the trappings of new age stuff and you know if you love that it's nothing wrong with it my wife loves crystals it's great she loves all the cosmic intergalactic stuff and it's beautiful and it's fun but it has nothing to do with spirituality unless and until it's allowing you to touch a realm that is incorruptible and unconditional and changeless and you know it when you touch it because it it changes you and you tend to have more love and more compassion and, and more patience and over time as you keep touching that realm. Jesus called it the kingdom of heaven. Buddha called it nirvana. Lao Tzu called it the Tao. Doesn't, again, matter what we call it. But they're all trying to give language to this realm of perfection that is our true nature. But it's forever unfolding. And it's really easy to get caught up in what's unfolding and go, that's something and I'm going to hold on to that. And which is why Jesus said, if you try to save it, you'll lose it. But if you're willing to lose it, you'll find it. It's like, Mm -hmm. I keep letting it go and keep being interested in in the thing that doesn't change. Mm -hmm. So that's what spiritual and spiritual living is really about. It's not about... All that you can have all the trappings and have no actual spirituality going on.
3: Thank you for that.
1: <laughs>
3: it was checking at me.
1: I'm curious, what is what how does that resonate or land for you? Like, what does that make you think? Like, huh, uh, I mean, you it to, uh, it makes it good, it aligns with what I believe as
3: well. And uh, you know, I was just I asked the question too because. I I felt what you were saying before of the tangible things like the cards and the crystals and everything. I think people get so caught up in all that um, that to me spirituality is kind of has so much dogma and so much so many labels attached to it now that they've lost the essence of the truth of it. So that's kind of why I asked the question because I do believe in that that you know we open to it is that space of, of of tapping into that 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 essence of us. And yes. Um, so, yes, totally resonates with what you said. And I ask that for that reason that we get to open up for people to not get latched in to all these little tangible things out there to really focus in the truth of why we are stepping into this role to be to emerge ourselves to a different level of us.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like anything, something starts off with a pure intention and then it, they, we build an industrial complex around it. And that happened to religion, and that happens to the spiritual mm-hmm. movement, and that happens in every industry and area. We end up losing, we end up becoming more focused on serving the forms of the thing, the life form, mm-hmm. and we stop serving life itself. Yes. And we have to get more committed to no longer trying to save the world or any forms, including ourselves, and instead serve what's emerging serve exactly. that center of our being where life is flowering constantly. And the more we can do that, living by insight more than eyesight, then, you know, we become Jedis. <laughs> <It's> like yum yum-alicious. <laughs> uh, okay. That's my wife's word. It's yum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Eternal yum.
2: Awesome. I love it. And Derek, thank you so much for gracing us today with your presence, with your wisdom, and these Mm -hmm. offerings for our audience, for them to grow in their uh, space. And um, it's it's been a great honor. So thank you so much. Yes,
3: thank you, Derek. Thank you so much for this beautiful, I'm going to say journey today, because it was a journey. It was just a fun, exciting journey. Uh, Just so much. And make sure everyone out there, you know, listening to this podcast, And listening to this podcast and opening up to this, you know, get his books: "The Emergence," "The Seven Steps of Radical Life Change," and "The Abundance Project," and step into these teachings because they are the truth of what's happening in the world right now. That we need to open up to that vibration and live from that space of feeling inside of us to create what we want to create. So, thank you
1: for following your path. (laughs) I will say one last little piece, just because you I really love how you said that is. Again, the, the greatest insurance policy for living in a world that is changing so much and so rapidly and so crazily at times is getting more and more anchored in this part of you that never changes. And I don't mean the rigid ideal ide- you know ideas you have about yourself that you're holding, but this part that Rebecca just so beautifully reflected back. the more you're anchored in that, the more you're drinking from that, spring deep within you, the more you will have deep roots. So when the storms come, they don't knock you over. When the droughts come, they don't dry you up. When the fires come, they don't burn you down. Because your roots are deep and you're 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 being nourished from a much deeper place. And that's and you'll also have vision and insight that is not coming from the world. When I, I teach a lot of influencers, you know, that's why the legendary purpose is connected to that. Um, the greatest way to be an influencer in the world, or in your family, or in anything, is to not be influenced by the world. Exactly. And to the extent that you are not influenced, meaning you're not reactive, you're not triggered, you're not you're not hooked and being dragged all around by the the changings of the world, the more influence you'll have over your world, and the more the the spiritual you'll be put into positions. Of greater influence and greater impact. So now more than ever, this is really, really an important thing if we want to lay the foundation for our long-term well-being and and prosperity and fulfilling our true destiny. So thanks, guys, for letting me share this.
2: Thank you, Derek, and uh, for everyone who's watching. Remember to catch our weekly live tune-ups every Friday, six p.m. Eastern, so you can get your weekly tune-up and whatever happens live because we never know
3: (laughs) (laughs) and thank you again derek and thank you all you cosmic explorers out there joining us to listen to this show and hope it expanded you out and remember don't limit yourself create yourself be the change in you till
2: next time everyone
3: till next time